1: You are listening to All Things Latina podcast, where I, Tani Steffi, help you find your superpower. If you're seeking growth in business, your career, or need self-development guidance, chica, I got you covered. You're definitely listening to the Ride podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Tani Steffi for updates on upcoming podcast episodes, tips, and inspirational reminders. And always remember that if someone else can accomplish something, why not you? On today's episode i am with mary hernandez coo of suma wealth aka the chief chingona in charge i love that and for those of you if you don't already know suma wealth is a fintech platform that provides the latino community access education and tools to build generational wealth in an easy and cultural way i am a fan i love suma so i'm excited to have you
2: here mary Thank you so much. I'm really excited to be to be here with you and looking forward to the conversation. I am the self-proclaimed chief Chingona in charge. I'm like, that should be my LinkedIn title, my main title. <laughs> it should really
1: be a thing. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. So um excited to talk with you, learn a little bit more about you, about what you do, about your journey. So if we can start off and talk about your background where were you born tell us about your upbringing oh geez
2: so much huh um well let's see i come from a small town called santa paula a lot of people haven't heard it's in ventura county in california uh population very small agricultural town you know immigrant parents Um, God, I mean, I grew up one of five, I'm the oldest, you know, so, so that's part of where the chingona comes in. I think I have, I have four brothers, so I always had to be driving and leading (laughs) the four boys (laughs) in my family. Um, and what else can I say about myself? I'm the first to graduate college. Um, you know, I think, oh gosh, maybe even the first in my immediate family to do that. Uh, to be honest, um. You know, when my parents came here, they were very young, didn't have a lot of resources. But the one thing that they did institute in all of us was finish the schools, go to college, you know, get a job, do all that. Um, You know, I got a job, but I'm not like nine to five standard. I just never believed in that. I have an entrepreneur entrepreneur spirit myself. This is why I love startups and why coming to SUMA, you know, was one of those things that, I realized that within our community, you know, we're not taught about finance. Um, I saw it as a big pain point, you know, within my own family, it was just education and get a job, don't ruffle any feathers, you know, don't fight, Mary, no pelias, you know, they could they can fire you, um, you know, and I think our community has that fear, right? Our parents, because they don't, they don't know any better. So Um, when Beatriz, you know, shared with me this opportunity, me having worked with her at me too, as well, and being one of, I think I was employing maybe number four there at me too. Um, and she said, you know, do you have another startup left in you? And I was like, absolutely. Let's do this. This is something that our community needs. It's something that, you know, I hope that if I impact five lives, hopefully I've impacted five generations, you know, with this educational content.
1: Absolutely. And I, I completely can relate to what you're saying, where we're taught. Um, those of us that have that entrepreneurial spirit can relate to having our parents telling us, no, hay a but because we have a different mindset. And it's not that we do it to fight. It's because we have so many ideas. Right. And I, I think that's that's so relatable and also education, because I feel Many Latinas that I speak to, education has been the gateway for them in their careers. So I I do like that, you know, there's that commonality as well. Now, if you could tell us, how did you get into the finance and media
2: industry? Oh, gosh, you know, that was quite an adventure. I've always found myself... in these crazy opportunities, almost very like in a serendipitous manner. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do have a real estate and mortgage background. Um, that is something that I did in my past life. One of my many things that I've done, you know, I've been, I've been working for a long, long time. We won't say how long, but I I've been working for quite some time now. <laughs> um, but um one of my, one of the, one of my career paths was mortgage and real estate, you know, in the big, you know, uh, I would say when the bubble burst, um, happened in 2008, a lot of changes happened for me and many people, you know, uh, I went through, through a time where I lost everything, you know, after working so hard, I'm young, I'm in my twenties. I have everything that I possibly can think of that I worked so hard to achieve. And then poof, the economy you know crashes and, and all these things happen uh so i decided to take a little bit of time off you know personally just to kind of reset myself because with you know, with being the oldest child, being that that unicorn, that person that your family is always, oh, Maria, Maria lo va a ser. Follow Maria's path. You know, do this. Like my whole family, I always had that kind of pressure, which I'm sure I think a lot of us do, and don't even know that it's that until you're going through a shaky situation that you realize, oh my gosh. I'm by myself. And I got to deal with this. I've just lost everything. I lost my house. I lost, you know, I was going through a breakup. There was just so many things, you know, what they say when it rains, it pours like that happened to me. Um, So I was 28 years old. And I'm like, you know what, my whole life, I've made it about achieving all these goals and doing everything for everybody else but myself. You know, it was like, I, you know, I had to be, I had to, you know, be in leadership. I had to do all these things, but it was always because I had to make sure not to fail. Right. I didn't want to fail my family. I didn't want to fail myself. I didn't want to fail. You know, my friends who were also like looking at, looking at me to help guide. I didn't want to fail people. Um, so yeah, I took time off and, and, you know, it was weird. You know, everybody was like, wait, you're not doing anything. You're not working. You're not like... You're not going to school. You're not like no. I'm just living. You know, I just went through a huge thing, um, and then finally, um, I can say at least that I was privileged enough to be able to take a year off because I saved money. That is one thing that my my parents did teach me was save esos pennies, save them. You know, they didn't teach me how to invest and how to grow my wealth, but al salvar esos centavitos. Like that's something that I did do. Right. Um, and I just kind of hung out. I, I, I got to meet people. I, you know, I'm a lesbian. I always had a lot of gay boyfriends, never had any lesbian girlfriends. I'm like, I want friends. I, I want to expand my community. I want lesbians like i want to have friends that are lesbians that don't want to have a relationship with me i just want to have friends um, <laughs> which is hilarious because you should have seen me when you know this was way before tinder and me like all these apps that now i have nothing to do with but i uh, i put an ad out on craigslist and i'm like hey i'm looking for lesbian friends and of course you know i got garbage by the way because you put an ad out like that <laughs> yeah. you you know, thing, you know like I'm like because I don't know where to find lesbian friends like you know what do I do like I want friends and then finally this woman reached out you know and she's like hey I want to be friends too I've been looking for friends please tell me you're real you're not like some crazy guy just trying to get in the pants of a lesbian and I was like so we agreed to meet each other at a coffee bean." Um, and, you know, because a public face, be safe, all that stuff. And oh, my gosh, she's like now she's been my friend for over 20 years. And <laughs> but That's amazing. Uh, it's so crazy. <laughs> we met each other and I was like, oh, my God, another lesbian. Thank God. Yay. I told my gay boyfriends I met a woman. They're like, great. No, no, no. Not like that. Like a
1: friend. Like I finally met a friend. You're like an amiga. We have an amiga yes. here. <laughs> I was like,
2: I have somebody that we can hang out with and party and do all this stuff uh and she works for the industry she works for the entertainment industry and I told her what had happened and all of that and she kind of let me take a pause for a while and then finally she did say hey by the way do you want to work in the industry and I was like what like do what like work like right now like well I'm taking a break you know
0: she's
2: like no 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 do you want to work in the industry and I was like oh okay sure I'll do it so there was this movie um Oh my God, now I can't remember because I remember the working title was called The Gardener, but it was A Better Life. I think that's what it's called. I think that's what the title that it went out with And I started working in the industry and I met a lot of cool people. And because this was a story that was about Latinos, it was a gardener who was going through the struggles, it was about immigration. The cast and crew were about 80% Latinos. So this was amazing. Like I've never worked for anything like this, where primarily the base of people were like me, you know, they were brown people. And this was pretty awesome. So I got to know producers, like art director, de todo, you know, and, and that just kind of opened up my world to a whole different industry. Uh, through there, uh, I met Beatriz. Uh, I met another friend of mine who then connected me to her friend who was producing uh, MTV Crims. <laughs> you know, so I ended up nice. working there as well. Uh, <laughs> I used my my recruiting slash real estate skills uh, there. Uh, so I ended up, I just kind of ended up on this. Path and and connecting with several people. And I started working with Beatriz in in hip TV. She was producing a lot of shows then. She was producing the first digital show, I believe, for for Warner. I want to say it was called H. Started working with her there. And then the idea of Me Too was born out of this group of people there. Um, You know, Beatriz and her husband and her business partner at the time we're trying to figure out a way to where are all the the Latinos in Hollywood how do we provide them with a space where they can create how do we provide them a space where they create and they own their IP. There was, you know, and I, I remember sitting in the room and and literally on the wall, we were writing number names and, and YouTube channels of Latino creators, like writing, like, you know, we're there writing hand by hand and we put a list together of about 25 people that we found that were Latino creators. And we're like, I cannot believe that in YouTube we could only find 25 Latino creators. You think how massive YouTube is, right? And where are the Latino creators? Um, So long story short, like uh, that has kind of led me just down a path of different different events that that have allowed me to have opportunities. And I've just kind of leaned in. You know, I'm I'm the type of person that you give me a challenge. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to be fearless. You know, I'm going to fight for my crew, my team. Um, and I'm just going to take it on. And I'm, you know, you ask me, Mary, do you know this? No, not right now. But you give me a moment. Let me learn it and I will do it. Um, so at Me Too, I, I grew the community to 7,000 Latino creators. We got to our first big milestones there, first billion views, you know, I, I did all that work. Um, we rolled out a lot of partnerships with, with, uh, with other creators to, to launch mobile apps, to launch all these things, programming, content strategy, of eso. And, and then I kind of, you know, I left Me Too and I was doing my own thing. I started, you know, I rolled out a marketing agency because I was like, you know what, I want to do this for myself. So I started doing that and Betriz uh, reached out. Uh, well, I will, well, I was in the midst of that and she said, hey, I have a potential opportunity for you. I don't know if you have another startup left in you, but there's a big gap in the marketplace and I think we can do something about it. Um, and that's how I ended up here. It's, it's pretty interesting just how the flow of life, you know?
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing, you know, your journey on how you got here. I feel like everyone Um, has has their own journey, but something to really note here is you have to be fearless, right? Don't let that negative voice inside your head stop you from your dreams and your goals. And if you need to take a time out, like it's very important to take that time out because the last thing you want to do is to be burnt out. And if you're not okay mentally, or if you're not okay in your health, then you won't be able to produce and, you know, just give it your all into your dreams. So you never know. It's okay to take that break, go after your dreams and be fearless about it. So I really like that, that you shared that. And for those of you listening, if you have that entrepreneurial, like itch, if you have that, then listen to that because I can relate to you, Mary, where I took a break from like when the pandemic happened with the corporate job, I was at a corporate job. And it was kind of like the best thing that I ever did. Because now it's like, I'm not even looking back to the nine of five, I'm like 100% focused on the entrepreneurship lane. So I hope that you know, you're listening to this episode, you definitely get some inspiration from this, you know, and from Mary's uh, story. Now, Mary, what can, what kind of advice can you provide to women pursuing a career in finance and media? Because it's interesting how you guys have married both of those together. And I, I love it because when I see Suma, I'm like, this is great. This is what we need, especially for the millennials and Gen Z. Some Someone, you know, a platform that understands us, and can educate us about finances and, and managing our money.
2: Yeah, you know what I would say? I think one of the key things um, that I would recommend is look at your skill set. Really look because if you're in finance, it doesn't mean that you just have to know finance. You know, being in a fintech company, there's several things that you need to do. You need to market. You need to come up with content to create. You need to write the articles You need to produce the content. You need to tell the stories. If you're a storyteller, just because you don't know finance doesn't mean you don't belong in fintech. Um, You know, if you're a developer, you know, we're developing products. If you're a product manager, you know, we need product managers. If you're a coordinator, by all means, we need people who will help us hold accountable in all the projects that we're doing, you know, That is something that is a skill set that not a lot of people have. Um, So if you help the team come together and really achieve our goals and you love to coordinate, you love to project manage, bring that to the table. You don't have to be a person that is in finance to be in finance because there's a lot of things that put together an organization, you know, so just kind of think of it like that. What is the skill set that if you're a designer? we need designers you know we need the content to be designed so there's tons of skill sets that plug into it that can participate and can build a career here that don't have anything to do with finance but yet they find themselves here and through the process of them working in the fintech they learn and they grow i'll tell you a lot of the team that we have everything from interns from from our creative you know folks all of them had say, "Oh my gosh, I've learned so much." You know, whenever I interview, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not a finance person. I, I don't know anything about finance." You know, I don't know, I, you know, I, I barely know economics. I barely know how to budget. I'm like, "That's why we need you, because you're the person that we want to talk to and we want to teach. We want to simplify the complex, com- the complex topics, make them in a culture, and be able to educate. So if you understand it." that means that the audience is going to understand it. This is for you. So I think that's, that's the point of view that I would take there.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And I think um, this is a great, that's fantastic advice because I feel like sometimes people hesitate going into an industry that they might like just because they lack, either lack the experience or they they're, they're afraid. So I think, that's a great point because there's always different business units, right, within a business um, or a corporation, whether it's design. If you're into design, I know the SUMA designs are amazing. They're eye-catching. It's like you can work for a fintech company if, if you like that. If you like social media, that's a bit other big component now where corporations are having that specific department. If you like a county. Same thing, you know, so I think that's great, great advice. Now, Mary, uh, how would you say you balance your career and personal time? Because sometimes I know that most likely you can be super busy, but how do you find that balance?
2: You know, I think that's a really good question, particularly because startups, you know, they're so, I would say, um, fluid with timing, (laughs) You know, sometimes we're on, on, on because we're trying to, to get a the product out. We're trying to get a campaign out, whatever we're working on. I think for me personally, what I always remind myself is that if Mary isn't anchored, like if I don't take that time for me and I just, to your point earlier, if I burn myself out, then I'm not going to be useful to the team. I'm not going to be able to leave the team. I'm not going to be able to execute I'm not going to be able to provide that foundation that is needed in order to do my job. You know, that is one of the key things for me. So I do push really hard. I will stay up late when I have to, but then I will also take my weekends. I will also, now that we are kind of post pandemic. And I say that in quotes for those of you who are, (laughs) who are just listening to us because we kind of are not post pandemic, but I have a great relationship with Beatriz, who is our CEO, and I'll tell her, hey, I need to take a day off or, you know, I think one of the awesome things with uh, working for a female CEO is that when you're going through your girl things, they listen. Um, I have literally called her and said, I'm sorry, my period is killing me. And I've never been able to tell this to a boss. Right. And I will tell her. Yeah, I need time. That's a- I need time. Can I? And then she's like, Mary, don't worry about it. Take half a day, take the day, you know, because we all, our bodies are all different, you know, but having that relationship with her. To me, it's really helpful because I'm able to tell her when I need time. I'm able to tell her when I need a break. I'm able to, I'm able to ask, hey, can I work from from Playa del Carmen, which I did, you know, for a few months last year and the year before that. Uh, I'm about to ask her again, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just being in a different setting sometimes helps, helps you be balanced. I would say, you know, that's those are the things that I do for myself, but for all of you who are listening. Find the things that need that you need. Find those moments that you need. Reach out and be honest. Be fully transparent to the person that either supervises you, or if it's, or if it's you because you're an entrepreneur, have that serious conversation with yourself and, and ask yourself, hey, do I need a day off? Do I need a couple of hours to myself? And give yourself that because you owe yourself that it'll help you be way more productive. It'll help you be excited about what you're doing. So just, you know, talk to yourself a little bit and talk to those around you.
1: Amazing. Absolutely. There's nothing more like being transparent and just having that uh, conversation. And if you're a media supervisor um, it's not understanding of that, then you're probably not at the right place, right? <laughs> so yeah. yeah. to something to reevaluate, to, to reevaluate or weigh out what's more important. So amazing advice. Now, Mary, uh, what is your life motto? Like, what do you live by? And you swear by, like, this is your go-to.
2: Oh my gosh. Uh, I have a few of those, but I think one of them that I... That I always lean on just in general is I have a plan, but I know I'm going to make adjustments. Anything that I'm doing, I'm going on vacation with my wife. I'm like, honey, we have a plan. Maybe things are not going to go out the way they were. We have to be prepared to make adjustments and not be disappointed, not be upset, you know, with the team at work, I apply the same methodology. We have a plan, but we're going to make adjustments and it's going to be okay. But let's at least start out with having some sort of a vision of a plan of what we're doing.
1: Absolutely. That's so important. I, I love that because not everything always goes as plans. And even, even if you have goals, like your goals sometimes change and that is okay. They're called adjustments. You adjust. to what's happening or to the change, to the environment or what you want internally. So that's great to keep in mind. Now, Mary, before we wrap up this amazing interview, you've been so inspiring. And I feel like many Latinas listening to this episode can learn a lot from you. Um, What is one word? that describes you and who Mary is. If there's one word, I mean, I can guesstimate, but you know, I can say fearless, chingona. But what's one word that if you had to change your name from Mary to another word, what would it be? <laughs> oh, I love that. So
2: I think I want to say chingona. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> love that I think yeah a lot of my friends say you're either the jefa or chingona uh, <laughs> so one of those two I think land pretty well I always say chingona because you know I love just what the word it's just very empowering you know I'm a fucking boss bitch so sorry maybe I should have said that but <laughs> it's okay it's okay <laughs> but you know I, I always come in swinging and, and you know I'm, I'm like boss lady so I would say chingona for sure <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Next time you should just wear a shirt that says Chief Chingona in charge. <laughs> you know, I, I need love one of those. That. I have a chingona shirt that one of my friends sent me, but I need the Chief Chingona in charge for sure.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, or the nameplate that says that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Mary, it's been so amazing getting to know you, hearing a little bit about your journey and all the the advice that's so valuable. Um, so I wanna extend my gratitude and say thank you for being on today's episode. Uh, is there anything else you would like to add? Uh, maybe where where can they find you? Where can people connect with you if they have questions?
2: Yeah, I know for sure first first of all, thank you so much for having me i re- I really do appreciate that. you know um it, it was great that that you invited me to do this you know all things latina all things that matter <laughs> you know that's that's what i say um uh, if you guys want to reach out to me, um, I'll give you guys my email directly. It's just mary at com. Um, if you guys want to follow the company, we are on Instagram and on Facebook and on Twitter. The handle is at we are suma. Uh, and LinkedIn, you can find me as just Mary Hernandez. But however, there's probably hundreds of Mary Hernandez's. So, so I think mine says point two at the end. Um, so hopefully you guys can find that because, you know, as as, uh, as Latinas, we sometimes have all these like similar names across the board, but you have my direct email. Uh, I'm open to have conversations with anyone. If you guys have any additional questions, you know any any coaching anything you guys need you know i'm here to to definitely help out other women who are trying to get in the fintech space other women who want to build careers and in different paths when it comes to fintech web3 blockchain or crypto or whatever um we do a lot of that as well so so please reach out um you know let's build this together i mean i think community if we help each other out we're just going to be a lot stronger Exactly,
1: juntas somos más poderosas, and that is something to always keep in mind. Unity in the Latina community, and we'll all grow and succeed together. So, thank you, Mary.
2: Gracias. Thank you so much.
0: Hola, soy Dafne Wegebe, y soy amante de las investigaciones de crimen real. Existe una pasión especial de seguir el paso a paso que los especialistas en la rama forense de la criminología